What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hi there, this is Greg Legro. And this is Jamie Dew. Of Fully and Completely. I'm You're listening to... <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fully and Completely, the podcast going through the entire discography of the Tragically Hip from the beginning all the way through with some solo albums to boot, uh, talking about the music, uh, talking about the yeah, a bit about the year these albums came out in, so we have a little bit of an idea what was going on in the musical landscape and some sports just for fun. That's what we're doing. We're uh, unraveling the mystery of Canada's greatest band. My name is Greg Legro. I'm looking at Jamie Dew. Hey, Greg. Hi. How's it going? I see in you. Person. <laughs> We only, did, nice. we only did one of these virtually. Well, it's hard, yeah. uh, pandemic life, Yeah, uh, I tell you. So we're in a backyard right now, sitting yeah. beneath a pear tree. There's a lot of bees. There's a lot of bees. A lot so. of bees. So we'll see if we move. Yeah. But uh, this seems like the right place to be for this episode. Yeah. It's nice that we're back uh, very irregularly, but here we are. I feel like, I feel like we have a good month. pace ahead of us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Excited. A lot of things are happening. There's some... News. I there mean, is. off the top, should we just talk? Yeah, about of course. News? We just found out that there's a new Gord album coming. Yeah, and um, double, double album, a double album with. Uh, I guess it's just two versions of the same same, same yeah, ten songs, ten song track list with yeah. uh, an electric and acoustic right. version. And from what I read yesterday, um, the the doubleness of it ended up being somewhat of a sort of a happy accident that really Josh Finlinson. Sure. Finjensen, yeah, yeah. what's what's his last name? I don't know. <laughs> oh, you do know him. He's the yeah. guitarist in Gord's band. Oh yeah, Josh. Anyway, let's go Josh, with that. Yes, Kelly yeah. um, Cranston Hillmanton's. <laughs> oh, I yeah. feel so terrible. <laughs> um, Dave, no, no, no. It's no. Josh Finjensen. Yeah. yeah, and at any rate, um, he had just asked for the acoustic versions mm-hmm. as a as like sort of a bonus for him, like to right. commemorate the project because the project started with him and Gord just, you know, basically um, posting a challenge to one another. Right. They had, uh, they had played a song on the previous uh, solo record in, um, they had strung the guitar uh, with an open C. Mm-hmm. So that playing all the, all the notes plays a, a C. Yeah. And um, basically they decided <laughs> to try and challenge themselves to write an album that way <laughs> so they just went back and forth over a few days oh, wow. yeah they went back and forth over a few days and then gord was like let's actually record this and this is all in like july of yeah. 2017 yeah like, he has three months on earth left yeah and he's you know getting this shit done for, for us ostensibly you know colossal output in that last little bit there nuts um but we'll get to that because we're gonna do that album now we have an extra episode just because that happened That's right. so we're gonna we're racing to try and get pump out what we have left album wise, I don't know if we're going to do it. I'm hoping we are. That'd be cool. I think we can. All right, like we'll that. give it a shot. Yeah. I'm not. I'm back to work, but it's not super busy yet, which is nice. Um, if we can hopefully catch up, and because we have uh, today, obviously we're doing uh, Man Machine Poem, and we have two Gord albums to do. That's right. And if we can crack these all out, time for the roughly around October 16th release of Away Is Mine. Boy, that'd be nice. That would be cool, right? I think we can. I feel good about it. I feel like we can probably do this. All right. 
Yeah, I ordered my vinyl. Thank you for the uh, yeah, heads I did too. Up. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you go to Gordo Gordo Land or Gordy Land or something mm-hmm. like Gordyland. that. Um, yeah, and uh, you can order your stuff from there. But I'm sure you all know this already yeah, because you're such big fans. Mm-hmm. But um, if you didn't know, well, now you do. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about what we're here to talk about. Let's talk about 2016. Oh, my gosh. I know. That was a big year for me. Really? 2016. My daughter was born oh. in January of, yeah. of 2016. Yeah. Enormous. Uh, lots of stuff coming into perspective, as you know very yeah, well. Yeah, you know, as uh, uh, yeah, pretty nice. Eleven years with my wife at that point, and not including dating, including dating. I mean, which is uh, actually, I was going to tell you a funny story. I thought, oh, do you want to hear a funny yeah, story? Yeah, of okay. course. So I was thinking about my life, and I was thinking about 2016, and I was like, wow, what a journey! And I thought about the journey of time with my wife. And I remembered when I was driving down Broadview one day and I looked over at this convenience store, I was a memory shot back that I hadn't thought of in a very long time. There's a Saks or something there. Uh, yeah. Right. A little north. Of the, anyway, I, I used to live right around there and I was a bartender and I would go to that Saks almost every night on my way home from work and get some kind of snack or something, you know, smokes. I was a smoker then. And, uh, and I'd frequently rent movies. They, it was a place that rented movies. And so I'd, you know, rent some movie and stuff like that. And I get to know the guy behind the counter and we chit and chat and stuff like that. And he's like, then one day he's like, hey, you know what? You rent a lot of movies. I got to look at this. And he opens this little cupboard behind the, uh, behind the cash register. And he's got bootleg DVDs of like in theater movies, right? Wow. I don't know what was out then. Yeah. Something, you know, 2000, like 2004 or some shit. And, uh, and I'm like, cool. And so I start renting one of those, like, you know, at least once a month. He'll have something. I'm like, I'll watch a crappy copy of that, sure. And um, so anyway, that's just how things are. And then I I meet my wife. We start dating. We were dating for a very brief period of time at this point. And we we're out having some beverages. There you go, B. Uh, having some beverages. And we're heading back home. We're going to my place. And we're going to stop and get some snacks and maybe a movie. And so we go into the sacks together. We've never been in there together before. But, you know, pick out some. You know, like This is like a few weeks in. And uh, we pick out our snacks, looking for a movie, and I'm like, oh, you know what? Um, I, here, check it out. And we go up to the counter, put the snacks, and I'm like, hey, man. And I you know, feel like in an annoying way. I'm like, got any of the, uh, you know, the special movies back there? <laughs> you know, like I always ask for, and you know, whatever. And he's like, oh. And he, and he sees that I'm with a girl. And he opens up this other cabinet oh, with, no. that's full of porn. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like... What are you doing? <laughs> I've never asked for this before. I, I didn't know it was there. What are you doing to me? Are you insane? We've established a thing where I ask for the bootleg DVDs of the things in the theater. Not the porn. I'm with a girl. Are you nuts? What are you doing? I'm, I am I think all the colors shot out of my face. I'm like, there's no way I can explain. No one would ever believe me. that I, <laughs> I wasn't no, like, let's get some porn together. I was like, what are you doing? I stared at him like, No. <laughs> no, sir. Stop. Forget. I didn't even. I didn't even get to the blue. Uh, the bootleg stuff. Just paid for my chips and chocolates and left. I was devastated. Oh my god. Anyway, we worked out. We got married. <laughs> but it's the most mortified I think I've ever been in my life. Couldn't believe it. I don't know what he was thinking. Never once have I been like, "Can you show me your porn selection as well?" Like all the time. Like, hey, what do you got with the special stuff? Give me the movies. And opens the porn cupboard. And he's like, what? I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, let me go to the porn humidor. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
It was terrible. What a nightmare. But Jesus. at least it all worked out. We got married and in 2016, uh, beautiful young girl, uh, came into my life and I was out. Uh, I didn't even know there was a new album on the way. Honestly, right, okay. I had no idea. And, uh, I would, that's when I got the news. I was out, I was in a coffee shop where a buddy of mine works standing there with my daughter in a stroller. And, uh, I read the news about Gord and I couldn't believe it. Oh, I was great, just devastated. Then, yeah, then I came, out in May. Yeah. And I was like, what the, f- what? I was shook. And then yeah. obviously then I was filling my news feed. And then I was like, there's an album coming. I'm like, oh my God, there's an album coming. This is crazy. And then I heard uh, tired as fuck for the first time that afternoon. Oh, really? It was a mixture of emotions. Wow. <laughs> so I was like, oh no, what the fuck? And I'm like, oh man, this song is amazing. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot happening. No giveaways, no giveaways. Oh my God. A lot happening. Um, yeah, that was a heavy uh, coffee shop visit I had there. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, nuts. We all thought it was like a like a ripple, like everyone just like hearing at the same time. Yeah. What a, a unifying sadness. Oh man, just didn't seem possible. Out or, of like right out of left field. Yeah, uh, yeah. absolutely. Nothing about it seemed correct or no. uh, sane. Unbelievable. But. Uh, Thank you, 2016, uh, roller coaster ride. Um, but we did get the album. There's a lot of other stuff going on in 2016. Can I hey, tell man. you about it? Yes, please. Before we get too emotional here. Um, let's, let's talk about the uh, 2016 Stanley Cup playoffs for a moment. All right. Yeah, we had one of those that year. Stanley Cup with between the uh, San Jose Sharks and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh. Six games. Penguins take it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting that. stuff here. Uh, Crosby is the MVP. Yeah. Um, he's a fine... Uh, Hockey, hockey player. Uh, national anthem. Two national anthems. Uh, one performed by Pat Monahan, and the other by Metallica. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I guess they're the Bay Area. They, yeah, and they do this. They've done it. I think they did it for some basketball. They did it for the Giants. Or something. Did they do it? They, yeah. they did do it last year during the, um, yeah. during the Raptors championship. Yeah. In, in, well, because they're right in the Bay. Yeah. Super weird. Very. Like extremely strange. weird. Yeah, I didn't even know what to do with that. And I was like, all right, Metallica, whatever whatever you like. Do what you like. Enjoy yourselves. <laughs> um, and, uh, of course, uh, we also had a great cup that year. Did uh, we ever? Did we? Let me tell you. I got... Now, we did. It was good and bad here. All right. Let me tell you. Um, so, it's good because uh, two teams with winning records. Oh, you like so that? So, that's... I, I'm really that's, a fan of a that. check mark for you right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Big, heavily favored Calgary Stampeders came in 16-3-1, and one, and the, uh, I think, second or third season for the Ottawa Red Blacks, who are 10-9-1. and one. Oh. It's not a great winning record, but hey, it's a positive. Yeah, yeah. Um, heavily favored Stampeders losing overtime, 39-33. Wow. wow. Big. That's great. That's all. What else could you ask for? That's a very... That's a solid breakup. That's a good championship in any yep. sport. Uh, so our uh, halftime show, though, now, no had, clue. No yeah, clue. We've here. had some pretty like I was a little astonished looking back on all these half times. Yeah, there, there's been some like top pop acts swinging for been, it and getting good. Some great know. Canadian acts. Yes, this is the thing. This it was halftime show. One Republic. I don't even know who that. I know. Is. I did, I had to look them up, and they are a American pop rock band from Colorado Springs, well, Colorado. I guess, I guess that's what they're. Is that what people want? I don't even know what they're saying. I still didn't. I didn't go any further than that. I'm like, what in the shit? <laughs> I feel like the demo they could bring out Randy Bachman every year to play Taking Care of Business. Just and, do it. And that 
demo no one would, would be, be upset. Would be happy with I'd that. I'd be fine with it. Oh, I would do. Yeah. You know, that really was like, well, you have such a great game. It's a shame that your halftime show was such a. Why? Who? One Republic. <laughs> One Republic. It's like I feel like I'm li- like somebody's trying to tell me about a band from 2003. I forgot about <laughs> this is four years ago. <laughs> I do not understand what that could possibly be. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I, uh, I didn't even watch that game, which is a shame. Sorry I, to I all remember, our, I remember uh, the highlights. One Republic fans. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Maybe they're great. I don't. I really don't know. <laughs> I don't have. A, I don't have a clue. Toronto Raptors that year. Um, where is my thing here? Mm-hmm. We uh, went into the playoffs, and uh, we didn't make it. <laughs> but this was the beginning of. Where we are now. That's right. It's not the beginning necessarily, but this is where like that was the end of the year that the perennial playoff team. They went out. And wasn't that the year where when they went out it was like everybody was like, get rid of Lowry, get rid of Lowry and Yeah. Masai doubled down and signed him. Absolutely. I remember a lot of chatter about this because I I, at this time period or right around then anyway, I was working I was managing a restaurant uh called Momofuku. Oh really? And yeah, it was. And um it's connected to the Shangri-La Hotel, which yeah. is where Kyle Lowry lived at that time. Oh, okay. And so he was in all the time, which is cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there was a lot of remember people chattering about him like, "No, man, that guy's wicked." Um yeah, they lost, we lost to LeBron in one of our many f- uh, four games to two. At least we got two in there. This was a LeBron won this year. Um we got two wins on a very good team here. Um, is, that, is that Cleveland or Miami? Cleveland. That's his first. Yeah, okay. yeah. The, the first and only big uh, Cleveland win. Um, yeah, look at that. And here we are. Uh, what a great year we got from them this year. Did you watch the playoffs? Are you yeah, watching the playoffs? Yeah, it was fun, but it was uh, heartbreaking, you know? It was. You could never get it started. I know, but they tried so hard. Honestly, like... That last game, that game seven against Boston, we didn't uh, we didn't get beat. We lost it. No, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's just like a couple shots didn't go down that should have. And, you know, there was some very cold shooting going on. The fact that we t- took it to seven, that's a very good Boston team. I know they're struggling against Miami, but it's a very good team. <sighs> Tatum, man, man, he's good. That whole team. Uh, if Marcus Smart was on my team, I'd love him, but he's not, so I hate him. Well, apparently his own team hates him. Right? There's, yeah, there's some fighting going on. Yeah, yeah, oh, that, that makes sense. He seems like a guy who's an antagonizer. <laughs> but whatever, he's a really effective player. <laughs> hey, that's fine. Uh, it's going to be great. Everything's going to be very good. Very bright future for our Raptors, and uh, couldn't be happier. Um, so let me tell you this. 2016 is a very interesting year in music, too. We are Again, so... I don't remember it. So past uh, a dominant genre, like or a scene that's is bubbling up that doesn't happen anymore it doesn't it's just not obviously hip-hop is the biggest genre in the in north america anyway right now um and but boy i I think if there's anything you would call a genre or something to discuss uh it would be just everyone's making really good albums right now that's (laughs) that that's the uh that's the scene make a great album let me just pull up my little list here because I was having a look at this earlier and I just went with surface stuff, not even like the deep dives of like what I was listening to necessarily in 2016, but big, big stuff. Um, uh, maybe the biggest of the big uh, black star, David Bowie. I mean, oh, right. that happened too. That was a, and we'll get into that early here. Uh, yeah, we'll get into that title wise. Um, and so Bowie passing was just insane. I had just gotten home from the hospital with my daughter and then like I'm up in the middle of the night and I saw the news. I'm like, this can't be real. Please don't be real. I don't want to be in a world without Bowie, but there we are. And then he has this brilliant final album. Brilliant. Black Star is so a strange. masterpiece. Fuck off, bees. Um, 
Frank Ocean Blonde, Beyonce Lemonade, Radiohead and Moonshape Pool. And this is a lot of like, not other than Frank Ocean, you got artists who've been around for a while really putting out quality work. Quality work. Um, <laughs> and as good as Beyonce's Lemonade was, what was better was her sister Solange's Seat at the Table. Amazing. Another band pulling out one deep, deep in the career. Tribe Called Quest comes back for We Got It From Here. Holy hell was that album That's, good. Yeah. And it, it like felt like the moment. It was like, we're leading into Trump getting elected and all this. You know, so Tribe having that album, it was something to feel good about uh my woman by angel olsen wow what a devastating album so fantastic teens of denial but car seat headrest skeleton tree by nick cave of the bad seeds that's okay. a heartbreaking album holy hell but it is beautiful there's another bee in my face uh kendrick lamar with the untitled album uh, we're like these are big big releases either from bands of artists who are establishing their career or we have these our artists putting out like radioheads you know still making albums this good this deep into their career like they've had a uh like a straight up classic and literally literally every decade they've been in so they have a, a perfect album from the 90s they have a perfect album from the aughts and they have a perfect album from the teens that's wow. crazy right crazy yeah. crazy yeah i mean because you you think of when you think of the you know the biggest thing in in music in terms of creative output and mm. everything like that, often you know most people go to the Beatles, right? Yeah, they'll go to the Beatles. And, sure, and that was over like ten years. Yeah, yeah, which is you know insane, which is insane in its own right. <laughs> but like like you're saying, here's this band now that has played in three different decades mm-hmm. and put out quality work in each of those three decades. Like yeah. that's you know that's what's more of a legacy. Yeah. You know, oh, and yeah. I'm not comparing the two bands. You can't and. Yeah. What not, but what a tremendous And thing. to have two albums that are stone cold game changers. Like, right. Okay, computer, obviously the yep. the uh, you know, the influence and uh, ripple effect from that coming out, so many people adopting that style and just being completely gobsmacked. What's your right? album in the odds? Well, Kid A is two thousand. Um, but you also have In Rainbows right. in two thousand. That's what I thought that's where I thought you were going. Two thousand nine. That album is oh God, is that a good album? Yeah, and that changed things too in terms of like this is pay what you want. Pay what you want. Well, you know, like we're going to get this to you. That's insane. But yeah, to have the OK Computer and then Kid A, which also shifted everything. Like that's the here. Here's the new decade. Right. (laughs) Here's the new century. So get ready because we're not doing the same thing anymore. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So that's nice. And here we are then with our beloved hip. Uh, That's right. And we get this. We get this in in light of all this horrible news. All of this news ab- about this band. Yeah. Um, we get this light. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's a it's a interesting road getting here. Yeah. Because we've had some experimentation, some divisive albums. You know, uh, always of a high quality, but yep. definitely pushing people in different directions sure. and feeling a lot. And Gord's solo work taking us other places, and so here comes this album and like. Like you want it to be good because of the news. That's right. Um, but uh, it's not hard when it's as good. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's an extremely good album um, it, that's confident and really realized, and it feels like, like I don't want to call it a return to form because it isn't that, but it has this confidence and easiness to it that takes me back to Phantom Power. Okay. I'll go, I'll go a little bit further. Me. To, to me... This record, um, the opening notes on this record, the opening vocal strain yeah. on this yeah. record is, I think, 
would have been as important as the you know the opening sounds to day for night Mm -hmm. in -hmm. terms of like an era change this is something very different now from what we were and it breaks my heart that we don't get a follow-up to this record you know like because what the fuck? It sounds revitalized. It to- it totally does. The this production is-, is sitting perfectly. Yep. The, the writing is so strong, and it just feels effortless. Yes, effortlessly them. It's it's like Henhouse in that way, uh, like mm-hmm. from a production standpoint. Mm-hmm. And it's like now for Plan A in terms of you know structure of songs and um, you know the ideas and the themes that, that yep. run through it. Again, we've got this cancer motif with him dealing with the after effect. Uh, I know there's, you know, a lot of people that have read into the lyrics that it's, you know, right. More gourd centric, but yeah, uh, you know, everything that the band says is that this record was in the can ready yep. to go yep. before, you know, yeah. and there's stuff, obviously you can be like, is this to do with that? It sounds like it is, but also, you know, as we learned around this time, I guess, or maybe a little bit before this, that, um, uh, almost all of now for plan a was written about his wife's struggle with that's cancer. right and there's stuff that's bled over into this yeah that is about that too which is the irony is lost on me right um and it's so it's there for you and, and in a way i mean it's it's it was cathartic uh to have this and to have some of the content feel like that it was a maybe a little bit of a, some comfort so that's a happy accident i guess uh but uh, yeah, another Here's, summer record. We got it June seventeenth, twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the producers were, and this is why I was thinking of Dave Hamlin earlier because right. Dave Hamlin's one of the producers with, uh, yeah, yeah. with Kevin Drew. Right. So um, huh. Drew did introduce yourself, and yep. Hamlin uh, co-produced Secret Path. Right. With uh, with Kevin Drew. Yep. So yeah, a they, lot of work with them. Worked with Gord a lot. So yep. really knowing how to you know, mic him up and let him mm-hmm. explore the space in a different way than he, than we'd been getting prior to this. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of heavy themes going on here. Uh, so let's talk about this album. Yeah. First track is Man. I'm a man. Oh, oh, man. I do what I hate and don't understand.
I all my notes. I have nothing about hot mic there. Fuck. Okay, man. What do you think? It's a psychedelic, weird tune. Yeah. But not you know, not inaccessible by any means, but very haunting. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, you start out with that that weird disembodied voice and it's you know robotic sounding and then there is uh you know the bass drum and uh and a cymbal crash simultaneous and you get this intricate tick tock tick tock going on on the drums johnny fay brings it on this record this is a really strong showing for johnny fay and um you know then it just builds up into this beautiful thing but th- those words those words what does he mean when he says i am a man and I am a man, and I do what I hate and don't understand. Yeah. So. A real machine. Yeah. Yeah. That's dark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, what is this fixation? Because not only do we get it, you know, in the form of Man Machine Palm on the previous record, but in the song Take Forever from Now for Plan A, mm-hmm. one of the lyrics is, whenever a man, whenever a man tries to be more like a machine, he breaks down. When I break down, I always thought I'd go to Calgary. Right. Like he is- He loves it. He's so good at tweaking and reusing, and as you should, yeah. you know? It's like if you have a good line and you can apply it to a lot of different things, like hook it in there, make it work in a different side. And there's, it's on this album too. There's reuse of lyrical content, to a great, great effect. Um, and obviously the title of this album comes from the title of another song from, uh, now from plan A. Yeah. Now what's that about the sidebar on that is that originally this record was going to be called Dougie Stardust, uh-huh. but then when David Bowie passed away, right. they changed it to yeah. uh, man machine poem yeah. out, you know, out of respect and the yeah. cover, the cover had a, it was going to be the same cover, that baby falling or sitting on the black blanket or whatever. Right. 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 Um, but it was going to be called that. Now, yeah. there's part of me that's like, I can't imagine this collection of 10 songs mm-hmm. with such a silly title. Yeah. Like Dougie Stardust. Yeah. I and don't I don't know. mean silly in... Like, I, I'm not, <laughs> it is against, silly, I'm not against it, but it's, no. it's silly. It's it funny. is silly, yeah. I, you know, it doesn't seem right at all. No. So I wonder if there's, you know, a whack of material in the can from, from this session. Yeah, it was like goofier sessions. or something. <laughs> it was their comedy record. <laughs> their comedy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but, uh, you know, that sort of, you know, what measure makes a man and, you know, and, and, and a hard look at, you know, the working class society and how what that does to people has been prevalent in his lyrics for a while now, you know, and getting more... And it gets a little bit more cynical and maybe a little more dis- disenfranchised as we go along. Not not dissimilar to Pink Floyd. Like, they dabbled with it. And then by the time you get to Animals, it's like, this shit is bleak. <laughs> this is very bleak. <laughs> are you okay, Roger? Um, y- you know, uh, and that's good. And these are the th- kind of things that we need to think about and look at. Uh, especially in this day and age. Um, yeah, but that really... What do you think? What Like... Uh, for Man Machine Poem, the song Man Machine Poem, the, the line always was that he was the man, mm-hmm. the apparatus connecting his wife was the machine, and she was the poem. Mm-hmm. So in that case, I just, 
it, it makes well, my it, mind. I think it means different. Bit. I think it, it meant something yeah. different then. It means something different now, and it means yet another thing by the final Fair track enough. of this. Fair album, I think you know. Yeah. And there's and, a, there a couple of ways to look at this. This might not be work related. Like I, as soon as I read it, I was like, I yeah. I, I remember working a job I hated and how much it broke me, and I just did it over and over because I was supposed to, you know, right, and not right, realizing right. I had options. Hmm. And uh, and then I thought about all the ways I'm pigheaded in my relationship with my wife. And I do all these things almost like a machine. Like I don't even think and they're frustrating and terrible and I'm a dumb man and I just do them. And I don't understand why I'm like a dumb man machine. (laughs) (laughs) That's very good. Um, We all have just these silly mechanisms in us that we are either slaves to, or we uh, foolishly, um, uh, fuel them with more and more of the same behavior or we you know work ourselves to an early grave at a job we hate you know it's a uh, it's stupid dumb traps and sometimes we get stuck in them because we're too busy being a dumb man to, to ask for help or to to look for help or to think that maybe i can you know it doesn't have to be this right you know what do you what do you think of his vocal delivery in this song isn't it such a strange cadence like those <laughs> lyrics you read the lyrics and then you yeah, try to fit like, them into that melody, and it's like, no, well, that doesn't read this make and be sense. like, there's not a melody you can rap around this. You know, there's <laughs> nothing rhymes, but he's our. I'm like, he's so good at this that I'm like, I'm so, I'm so. Uh, uh, just, I don't know. It, we're all just. It's almost like we're not even impressed anymore. Just like, well, obviously, it's this good. If anyone else did this, I'd be like, what a genius. <laughs> but it's Gordon. He just does it all the time. You right. take it for fucking granted. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm listening to this album, and, and you know, his vocal on this opening track i'm like of all the like of, of anyone i can think of that has a career this long i'm like there's i can't hear any age in his voice no like you hear everyone else age or they got it they don't go up for those high notes anymore you know like you heard or you hear the uh, bono's range go down and get smaller and smaller or you hear you know all kinds of people or it just obviously it doesn't sound like they did when they were 25 or whatever but i'm listening to this and like the yelps and all the high stuff oh, and so there it's still there he sounds like the same like if this vocal was from 1994 i would straight up believe you you know it's just like there's nothing on his voice there's no age yeah it's crazy oh it really is yeah yeah it's uh what a machine now do you (laughs) do you hear um the song machine in the song man oh do you hear traces of it there yeah Yeah, i do and i don't know if i'm just spaced out or or what um so if you're listening to this and you got that, yeah, you get that. Yeah, uh, like I'm positive in the first thirty oh, seconds. Oh man, or when so, we're done this, I'm totally gonna have a little session and see. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure it's there. It. It. Uh, there's uh-huh. a guitar line that comes in. Oh yeah, that is similar to the vocal melody of uh, Machine. Well, you know what? I'd be. I, I'd be shocked if there wasn't something. Yeah, connective it, it tissue. It really does feel like there's connective tissue between those. Mm. They're bookends or whatever. Beauty. But then we go into um, a world possessed by the human mind. Yeah. Clear. 
so this is one obviously that you everyone was like, well, is this about is this about him being sick? That's right. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of lyrics that really sound like that. Yeah. And um, but no, it's about his wife being sick. That's um, right. Being in the room with her yeah. or being in the situation with with her. Um, a lot of lyrics almost come yeah. lifted directly from you know a conversation they must have had. You know. Yeah. And it's funny, I was, I, you know, when this song came out and talking about it with my wife, what's it about? Is it this? Is it about it being sick? And, um, you know, particularly just give me the news. It can all be lies, exciting or affair. Yeah. Um, or the right thing at the right time. And then uh, we were just like, she was like, well, is this, a, you know, this is 2016 as well. And we're like, well, is this, is this, is this the bubble? Is this the fake news? Is this the cycle where you just all leave feed into the news you want to hear? You know, like, is this commentary on the, the state of the world. And I was like, Oh man. Oh wow. Yeah. Is this Jesus? Oh, Cause wow. that's really what we would rather have. And I suppose, you know, listening to two sides or, you know, it's very easy to get trapped in and only hear one way. And that's where we run into problems. Um, yeah. Exciting over fair. Who doesn't like that? Um, but, uh, mostly of course about his wife and this song really, I love, I love the flow of the writing and I love the little, the conversational and then I think I smiled and then I think you said it's fine. Yes. The, the, the conversational nature of that. Yeah. I hope I laughed and I hope I said it's fine. Oh, good That's Lord. right. So good. Whew. <clears throat> and then there's the, um, there's the bookends as well in that song that, you know, uh, he, he gets undressed. Yeah. In and a then, world possessed by the human mind and right. then he gets dressed in right. a world. Which, uh, is it, you know, just something happening in the same day? Is that like a, a note about like the mundanity of, you know, like just the same thing happening day in, yeah. day out? I, I don't know. Or if it's just like a lyrical, you know, a little whiff. There. Yeah, a little uh, bookend, you know. I, uh, and this is the song where like, I don't, I don't mean this album sounds like Phantom Power, but I remember Phantom Power just having this uh, swagger to it. Of oh, yeah. Just extreme confidence of ability this is a just, big this is a big sing, uh, big single oh man if this single uh, comes out amazing. in 1996 or 1997 yeah. huge this is you know an enormous single yeah. in, in their lineage Absolutely. for sure oh yeah it's got all the hallmarks of yeah. their good stuff and this album like it because this yeah so this feels phantom power to me and yeah man does have a day for night vibe to it i, th- I feel like you get little stabs at different parts of their career throughout this album yeah which is yeah, great absolutely yeah, I mean, I know that I, I put down that this could be a single on any record. Yep. Uh, um, after music at work, you know, from that collection onward, it could have been a single on mm-hmm. any one of those. Yeah, there's all these little images that, like, once you get your head into the into the room, into the hospital room, like where everything is quiet, a little super dangerous, you know, like just the, the silence of any major hospital procedure, you know, yeah. it's, it's terrible, you know, and you, you hear God rustling around in the bushes, you know, yeah, such wonderful imagery and the playfulness of their relationship. And really, really nice. Oh, and mu- uh, musically, one, one thing I just have to know yeah. that stands out to me is just that, just that lick going on at the end. I think it's Gord Sinclair playing it on the bass, but it sounds real Brit poppy. Um, it's right near the end before it. Oh, sure. Before it fades out. Yeah. Uh, it's so sweet sounding and yeah. nice, and um, man, it just adds so much to the song. Yeah. And there's moments throughout this album that like have little licks and things that remind me of other albums or specific yeah. songs. You know, there's a. Uh, I swear, there's a, uh, a Grace Two. Baseline, almost, almost. Wow. You know, cool shit like that going on. <clears throat> Um, 
What blue? What blue indeed. That's what love looks like in our world of reproach. Completely absorbed in that too. Exciting over fair. Always in daily forward. Always the power to choose. In your eyes, what love looks like. Still the longest thing that I do. Now, I didn't know what he was talking about for quite a while, listening to this song, just listening to it, right? Because phrasing is so much, like, because he works, he'll write the song, but then it'll be about, he'll go for how the phrase fits into the song as opposed to, like, trying to, you know, perfectly convey the meaning of his words, which is great, because it leaves it so open. Um, And so... I was like, yeah, what, what, what blue? <laughs> like, what, what, I, I, <laughs> I just, honestly Where didn't did have an land? opinion. I didn't know what he was talking about. But it was like, then reading it, I was like, oh, uh, in your eyes, that useless, uh, useless nights and all the dreary places, but what blue? That, and I was like, oh no, you fucker. That's so good. That's so, See, and then I, I got really sad. I'm like, oh my God, this is about a marriage falling apart. Oh, wow. Oh man. And just like, and all that things that are going on and the mess and you know but still that thing that what blue though those eyes yeah that's where it's still that thing that you know that you fought for i fought for too it's all it's right in there but oh. everything else is these sleepless nights and these all these other fucking things happening and obviously this is where this place marriage was ending right oh you're on to something uh what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. And so this song is very sad to me. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Well, I heard what blue as well, and mm-hmm. I, I definitely thought, uh, like I definitely thought eyes. Um, it was talking to her eyes, but not what blue, but but what blue? Like, mm-hmm. oh, interesting. Like I don't even see the color in your yeah, eyes yeah. anymore. I just see all these things. Oh, I just see all these things. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought of it as rather happy in that regard, yeah. you know, because of that. But yeah. but now it could mean, you know, so much more. That is just a a dagger to the heart. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's there's. I feel like this is touched on a couple of times in this album. Um, this end of a relationship coming, which is just uh, still saddens me so much. Yeah. Um, is Insarnia next? Insarnia is the next one. Right, which also had a different title originally. Insomnia. Insomnia. Yes.
this is another one where I feel like there's a an end coming. Oh, wow. I think of the insomnia theme is still intact, but I don't think any of the actual material, you know, made the cut. I, I truly think that this song is now about something different. So you're, you're making me cry. Yeah, I don't know. Just that. And, and, you know, when you're not doing all right and you are kind of married to your insomnia, there is something weird and comforting about it where it's, it's part of you and you're, you're the, I don't know, the middle of the night when you're, you're really just with you. And just like every negative possible thing you can think of is obviously floating around in your head. Anyone who's been there, um, but it's almost like this love song. Um, oh, it's so be- it's, it's, it's beautiful, stunning. <laughs> right? His vocal, that, oh. that guitar intro, and then that vocal yeah. coming in is just yeah. spectacular. And it's a very atmospheric. Very. This is a this is a really dark and joyful. Um, oddball tune well it's more than oddball though when you think of the hip doing their thing where they play this you know slow song that uh is about something that is so not something that you should slow dance to you know they just do that yeah there's like this desperation there's this kind of magic happening here in this song this cycling after you like it feels I don't even know what to do with that. It's right. after yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, all I have is the visual from Gord riding the bike in the Last Recluse video. That's, I can't shake that. Uh, obviously, it's apropos of nothing. So, you know, wisely added. But I, I don't know what to do with I don't know I what know. to do with this now. You've, you've, um, you've brought to light something that... Of course, it must be exhibited in his art somewhere. Yeah. Of course, it must be. Uh, and of course, it would be something that would be like a third rail. You just wouldn't discuss it or uncover it in interviews. You know, yeah. around the album time, you just no. Well, of course give not. It any time of day. Yeah. But like, is it? Like, is it? Is it there? Is it in the lyrics somewhere? You know, or is there? And it's and it's terrible. You know, to, to think about that and, and to, you know, but there is a melancholy about this record that is hard to describe because the songs are upbeat and by and large, you know, good and atmospheric and great. Uh, beyond all that, uh, it's nice that we've got another lovely ode to a, a smaller, lesser known Canadian <laughs> yes, yes. Sarnia. Lake Huron, baby. Yeah, man. Off you go. Got to pass through Sarnia on my way to Michigan. I, I adore this song.
Here in the Dark is a very good song. Oh. Very good song. Yes. It just, it's confident. It's got an unpredictable uh, pickup to it. It's really... It's busy. Uh, the song's really happening for me, like uh, in a lot of ways. It's a real busy, it's a real busy song. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and not in a, not in, not in a bad way, you know? And um, it's, it's just very, the parts of the song are very distinct. Pre-chorus, chorus, verse, you know, it's, it's just very alive, you know? And again, we get stuff about his wife's arms. Last time he was talking about it being like Jeff Beck. And this time, you know, Ugh. and then reading into lyrics, you know, the song makes me think of um, seasonal affective disorder for sure. And that feeling that you get, you know, when the uh, there should be better days ahead, um, you know, the spring, spring hopes eternal, you know, all that, all that stuff. Mm hmm thinking about that there's there's stuff in in the lyrics that just take me take me there well yeah it's it has this underlying depression to it that's yeah. like really punching out to get out of it uh and you know and that's sometimes a relationship ending isn't the worst thing you know right. and i feel like there's this like mourning the loss of it but also no one's happy here whoa i feel like the, the, it's not really didn't get that. present in the song until the end uh the last lyrics of this song you're in the dark uh okay here it is the chaotic first sip of loneliness the flame that flicks and pretty soon i want more of it the happiness and its uh, the happiness and its restlessness me i'm as happy as my least happy kid yeah that is serious family problems there like there's and the address you know a father's always going to be looking out any parent just a father will be looking out for their kids happiness all the time and this that being uh, lost depressed mourning it but also that first sip of loneliness like being alone for a moment and finding it's maybe better or what you need at that time that's sad too yeah Jesus <laughs> Uh, oh, man. That's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, that line really got to me, though. Me, I'm as happy as my least happy kid. I, like, what a what a straight jab to the solar plexus. It's, it's high art, you know, to just nail that feeling. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. your grace 2 reference right i think this is a cool tune too this is really great very right? very cool <clears throat> got a titanic terrarium feel yes of, yes uh, very jammy and yeah really a psychedelic thing going on yeah. here uh, you know a lot of uh i feel like we're throwing like a lot of thoughts and ideas out into the dark here um it, it feels very jammy, but I like it because when this song decides that it's time to go, it's just beautiful. And it's another one where his voice, I'm like, this is not a man in his, you know, 
third or fourth decade of fronting a band, you know? It's not a thing. It shouldn't sound like this. So young and fucking free. Holy shit. Just exploring these heavy ideas and putting them into, you know, rock and roll songs. Mm -hmm. Like, God damn it. Um, Um, This record just would have been so great on a full stadium tour, you know, rather than the three or four songs they played from it every night. Yeah. And I just, I love the, there's such a... (sighs) Just all these things, all these like emotional or uh, internal roadblocks that people throw up, like this whole thing. He uses it twice in the song. Uh, uh, I've tried nothing, and I'm out of ideas. Ah, so well, what a wonderful turn of phrase. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, um, I, have, I have felt that level of frustration before, mm-hmm. that like, I am, I, I don't know what to do. I, yeah. I just don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, what have you done? Yeah. Nothing except yeah, yeah. for think about what to do. Yeah, exactly. You know? I've been thinking about, I should come up with a solution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, really hard to throw out there. And there's the, the, the contradictions of this, so where this song takes off, that moment where it starts to build. Um, <clears throat> with the, the beautiful run of lyrics here and such a contradictory emotions. I want to enchant you. I want you to enchant my days onward, daily, forward, away, so what's today's answer then? Nothing, eternity, nothing, and then what then? To resist? Yeah. To resist? Yeah. Oh, jeez, yeah. chills, uh, and it's exploded so open and huge. I feel like when the the, the the he opens up on the drums there, it just like, tears the world apart. It's so fantastic. Yeah. I speed. I'm gonna go take it. Um, this song is a trap. And uh, the vocal production, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, all that stuff is like echoing and oh. uh, it's just soaring. It's just soaring. Yeah, soaring. That's, that's a great way to put it. I love this song. Yeah. Oh yeah, I definitely need a ticket because of it. <laughs> um, beautiful, but there's lots of introspection going on here. This is a thoughtful album. These aren't just a collection of jams like how are these you know it's, it's not really what's going on here a perfect example of that is the next song tired as far the greedy palace has been keeping me up see now then can't and won't you will and can you read this as a title might be some like silly kind of song or something i'm expecting something maybe not silly but i'm expecting something at this point the first time i hear this song um for something off road apples you know yeah sure and even the opening riff is a little like kind of reminiscent it's a little like 
it's a little campfire. It's kind of yeah. nice. Yeah. But then when he lands in with the first tired as fuck, and I hear the tiredness in his voice. It's uh, like yeah. who method sings? Like I, yeah. I don't understand. This, and this is, is this is this is a different kind. This isn't physically tired. You know, this is this is again. This makes me think of a emotional hell. You know, something that's not like regret, remorse, anger is all in there. Well, even him talking. This goes back to my thinking about sad. Um, him mm-hmm. talking about. Uh, uh, May and June, May and June. I just think again of spring yeah. and that idea of um, not feeling as lonely, not feeling as you know out of place in the you know in the world when the sunshine comes back. Then he drops that whole lake of gin business. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? And there's just there's such underneath all of that in this song too. I find all this positivity. Of just grinding it out, like digging deep and finding that thing. Where sometimes maybe the machine's okay, you know, the machine can dig you out. You right. Know? You can't and won't, will and can. Uh, you know, um, when you don't feel worthy of being aloft. And I love that. You don't let your balloon touch the ground or get so high that you can't let go. Yes. Oh, boy. Yeah. What, what wonderful imagery that is. Um, and I don't know if there's anything I like as much. Maybe my favorite line of this entire album, and it has a lot to do with the way he says it too. Um, tired as fuck. I want to stop so much. I almost don't want to stop. <laughs> God damn it. That's good. I understand. I understand so fully. I feel it so much. I've had it in all kinds of aspects where you have that kind of feeling. Like maybe you're on a, if it's a job thing where you you work through weekends and you're on a stretch of I'm 18 days in and you want to, you want that dead time off finally. But when you break the pattern, like it feels weird or like you've lost something or given something away. Right. Know? And it's, it's very strange or you do, you know, it's, it's all has to do with like self punishment. And, yes. you know, yes. Yeah. Um, and there's some weird sick satisfaction in that, you know, to see how hard you can push yourself. Sometimes maybe it's the gym for somebody. Maybe it's running. Maybe it's liquor. I don't know. <laughs> but man, a lake of gin, maybe it's that. Um, um, but yeah, this song, I love it. I love that it's friendly and campfirey, but it's tragic and hopeful at the same time. It's just a really, really special song. Yeah. Uh, it got its own mug. Yes, it does. Right? S- sitting how in my cupboard right now. How many Tragic the Hip songs have their own mug? <laughs> I need it's you such to know perfect that. mugs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's great. Yeah. Um, it's got a great groove off the top. Yeah. Yeah. Swagger, swagger, swagger. So much of it all over this album. Uh, oh, and then speaking of swagger, this whole next song is all nothing but swagger. Hot mic. Of 
the beginning of this song is so menacing and almost terrifying, threatening almost. But at the same time, it's just so fucking big and ballsy. Like yes. this song stomps. Yeah. He's the hot mic. Yeah. Picking up, I love that, picking up the sides. Um, you know, hearing that thing that people think that no one's hearing. I love it. It's yeah. great. It's very or, dark. Or broadcasting dark, that dark thing mirror. that people don't think they're hearing. I pick up a sides. It's so theatery. That's great. <laughs> um, yeah, this is just like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, It's funny because this is another one of those um, lyrics that comes up on the record more than once. It's in, it's in man as well. Uh, like a hot mic that is, I just, there's, there's a certain, um, paranoia, you know, that comes with the idea of being listened to, um, you know, uh, that, that hot mic, um, could be anywhere or anything, you know, in, in 2016. So there's that, that's a little bit, um, you know, is this, is this sort of a, a stance on that or is this again, you know, just when you're waiting for news, when you've got all this on your mind, his wife's cancer, his, you know, his marriage falling apart, you know, are you extra acutely listening to everything and you're the hot mic? I, I don't, I, 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 sometimes I, I wondered yeah, if it was about him being yeah. like, a, sometimes when you're the, the celebrity in a room, you're also alone in the room. And you, you know, people talk around you in a way like oh, you're almost not there, or you're something else. But I also there's a political nature to this that I feel is seething underneath too. And we talked about patriot patriotism in this song. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't frequently get too outwardly no political. I mean, more so in the last chunk of years. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, do you have a a stance on it? Like what's going on here? It's a, it's a complicated song. Yeah to dig apart yeah well i i just go back to um the idea of the hot mic and surveillance being something paranoid and then i think about the the musicality of this song and uh, you know it is so menacing and so um like you know this character the hot mic uh speaking in the first person you know is is seething and like you said i don't know what about though i just don't know what about are they tired of having to hear everything so no no i i i don't really have you know much but i think this is um a little different from the rest of the record thematically that line how patriotism is now enough and his powerful stuff like he's definitely he's a proud canadian but also is you know, outspoken against blind yeah, nationalism. Say know? that again. <clears throat> uh, how patriotism is now enough and it's powerful stuff. Right. I mean, this is the, the course of things. Like yeah. if you're looking at it, maybe it's, you know, he's maybe Canada's the hot mic overhearing uh, the mess of the United States. And, oh, wow. You know, That's the, the freight train right that, now. you know, it's like, you like what we're, where we're sitting right now is like, not too surprising. Like if you told me this four years ago, I'd be like, yes, this is, this is what seems frightening about all of this. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I don't know. There's a, I don't know, what's, what's going on, Gord? Tell me the story. But, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of, again, it could be about three different things because it's scored. But yeah. I find that in there, you know? 
but themat- thematically, I think your your idea of that, you know, that celebrity person being alone in the room, there's something to that, you know? song that from a production standpoint sounds like it's recorded underwater almost. Yeah. This is another the guitar psychedelic and, spacey yeah. tune. It doesn't go it doesn't open up and and uh you know take flight like uh Great Soul does and it doesn't nestle into the weirdness like man does. This one just feels uh uh very mournful about change and uh, moving on and moving forward. That's all I can feel in it. Just it feels like transition. It feels like moving. You know what I mean? Or it's good. It's good. To, nice to move on. But you know, ocean next. Here we go. So that's what that song feels like to me. It means to me. Um, and but who knows? Yeah, not me. <laughs> that's for sure. Because um, I mean, I had this completely in a different place. I had this as like, and again, maybe it's my frame of mind today, but um, I had this as like a pot song. Um, I'm so relaxed, a little wistful, a little wistful, perhaps. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a talk of uh, a thousand pictures, and that makes me think of a picture's worth a thousand words. So this is like a tome of words, you know, that uh, uh, somebody is dreaming up or creating. Yeah, so it's a real creative, I don't know, place song for me. That's. Uh, that's you know um i don't know and then it's i i don't know um 
because then it's uh, better than Saks or salt and vinegar chips. Which, which I have a huge problem know. with. The salt and vinegar chips are terrible. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> only like if I I'd only want them if I needed to figure out how many cuts are inside my mouth. <laughs> it's the only <laughs> purpose of salt and vinegar chips. Oh, I love them. Yeah. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I can't stand yeah. them. Just terrible. Miss Vicky's. <laughs> yeah. I don't care who. The sour, the better. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. No thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that and a hoppy beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's never been a thing for me I never enjoyed it the salt and vinegar chip it's like who wants this I guess it's you um feels like uh feels like it's uh straight off of day for night yeah does sure it, does it to you oh yeah like I I could almost put it in the track listing somewhere 100% it. it would feel right at home there. yeah right at home um Machine. You'd almost think, like, because it's like you got the bookending title here, like, it's, you feel like you'd be just getting an outro song here, but you just don't. No. <laughs> you get something pretty spectacular. Pretty spectacular that's like, oh, hold up, I'm fucking funky, too. The groove this thing hooks into for the fucking chorus is oh, outstanding. And again, the swagger, and it's playful, and it's light, it's inviting. You need that at the end of this album. You need it. I needed it badly at the end of this album. Oh, something yes. like this, you know? Mm-hmm. The, you, like, the context of everything going on and listening to this. Oh, man. And that's like the real feel I have from this is like I haven't dug into like decoding lyrics here. Like I mean, I, I kind of I was like, what? Yeah, you, I write about words. <laughs> and we've heard him talk about that before. Yeah. Honey, honey, please. He's, yeah, he yeah. says, I don't want to look for words. I yeah. don't want to. Yeah. You know, so again, he's yeah, this word right writer. Yeah, man, you do it. Because I'm here for feel right now. And yeah. I, this feels very good, and I need this reassurance at the end of this album, you know? Yes. 
We're on stable ground again. I remain aloft and I forget a lot. I try not to try and I can remember or not. Me too, buddy. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Ask my wife. <laughs> uh, and I love it. I'm a real machine. It follows. And it's just... Yeah, I, see, so this is what... Who is he talking to? Because I'm a real machine, so it follows. That mm-hmm. You're a real machine. So I almost feel like they're having that kind of conversation. Yeah. Like somebody's trying to convince the other person that, like, listen, I'm a machine, so it follows you're a machine. Mm-hmm. Now, now, stay with me. <laughs> you're a machine fed on shadows, which means you need to stay with me. You need to be with me so you can be safe behind my shadow. Um but you're a real machine because I'm a real machine. So we should be able to talk to one another like machines. You're not um, better than me. You're not, um, you know, uh, you shouldn't be difficult to talk to because, you know, I'm a machine and it follows your machine. I don't know. I don't know either. Makes me uh, sad. It no, does, it, but I, this was the, I can't eat. I want so much, you know, I want so much to hear this band at this place, you know, create something else, you know? Right. Yeah, it's exciting because it's the best album in ages. Not, you know, like, I mean, I like, again, I, I go deeper now for Plan A. I love yeah. that album. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I feel like this is the most complete and well-written and maybe cohesive. I don't know if that's a word I want to use, but... Um, natural sounding that yeah, they've it's, sounded it's thematic and since and like uh, like around in violet light so probably really since uh, phantom power like where there's no there isn't like a bend like it's lean like all, all those albums really kind of push in a direction right in violet light and world container and uh they have they have a specific kind of drive behind him and this one is sprawling it's really it's it's poking his head in a lot of it's got a through line i think of lyrical content but obviously the, in the ambiguous way that he'll offer it up so you don't feel like you're being just dragged through the same story 10 times right um but the sonically they're moving around and changing shape you know and that's more of the, of the indicative of the band you know 92 to Eh, 2000 sure yeah right? yeah i would say uh and that's great and that's exciting and so fantastic that they could become a band like this and then shift away and try and become a couple of different bands and then still be able to come back to this and have it you know work so well yeah yeah it's like it's like it's like you if at the end of pandemic you were able to put on the jeans you were wearing at the beginning of pandemic and they yes. still fit <laughs> <laughs> not me baby <laughs> no, oh God, me either. Um, uh, yeah. it stacks up it, it works you know the, the 10 the 10 songs i like that they were ballsy to go with a slim yep. lean oh, yeah. um 10 there's, songs there's, there's not even track listing. close to being a weak track on no here. no 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 this is lean everything fires yes yeah yeah and uh man it's just um and it feels like it's a journey. It is a journey. It's a, not a concept album, but it's it rolls like one, you know? I'm telling you, if you end up hearing that musical, that, that cue in Man and Machine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm going to dig into that uh, probably tonight. Then 
to me, it's you know all bets yeah. are off. This is this yeah. is uh, definitely more thematic. Yeah. Than and I've I, 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 you know, and I've said it before about Robbie's guitar playing. There's the elements that always reminded me of Dave Gilmore, and there's there's a oh. there's a floatiness to this. Oh, machine, think, machine is big, time. big. That's a stadium. That is oh, a yeah. stadium machine. It's a yeah. stadium sized song, yeah. and uh, it's a shame we never got to see them. I know play a big stadium. No, but, I know. Uh, <sighs> I love this album. Yeah. This is a uh, as being the final tragically hip album. Uh, you could not ask for more. Or is it? Or is it? Because now apparently there's other stuff coming. But yeah. I mean, as far as our little run while they're while it's happening, this is quite an end. Yeah. No, and not the end for our show. No. We've got what half a dozen episodes anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, we got some stuff coming up. Or obviously, we're going to do the next two Gord albums, one, three. Yeah. So, well, again, I can't believe that. No. And they said as well. I'm sure everyone knows this, but uh, it's just the final stuff that he recorded. It is not the final stuff that will be released. Yeah, that's so interesting. That's really, really interesting. So that's yeah. great that we have more to look forward to to comfort us uh, in uh, troubled times. And it's been a hey, man. 2020 has been a Unusual year. I think we could all use a little uh, new gourd yeah. coming into our fall here. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, gee whiz. Well, th- this has been lovely as really always. Really nice. Yeah. And the bees yeah. are all gone now. Yeah. It's like they know we're done. It's, yeah. That's what Thanks, it is. Thanks, bees. All right. Pick up your shit. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Fully and Completely, a Tragically Hip podcast. For more information about Greg, Jamie, or any of our guests, please visit duvra.com. That's D-E-W-V-R-E dot com. Send a letter to the show at info at fullyandcompletely.com. To join our Facebook group, go to facebook.com slash groups slash fullyandcompletely. And we're on Twitter and Instagram at fullypodcasts. And hey, don't forget to rate and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts and such. Is there, I I think the whitest moment in all of music is unplugged Layla. It is. It sucks. It sucks. And how long it takes the audience to figure out what song it is, too. It, like, you that's idiots. really strange, yeah. right? Yeah. They, they clap two or three times yeah, in the yeah. song. And then he's fucking sat there like, oh, it's this Layla. one. It's Layla. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, Ethel. It's Layla. <laughs> Terrible. Oh. Yep. We used to slow dance to the fast part. <laughs> this is terrible. They knocked my cans over. <laughs> What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.